0: Hi, Father Ian Van Heusen here. This is the Art of Living Well podcast, where I just take an opportunity to kind of explore topics a little bit deeper. What I'm going to start to get into a little bit, this one's probably going to be the shortest of this next series, is um, I'm having conversations on the Art of Living Well discussion group on Facebook, and what I want to kind of do is kind of use the podcast as a kind of final say on the topic, like, you know, this is kind of like I'm going to be responding to what people had to say in the group and uh, kind of fleshing out my own thoughts on it. And and in the group, I just really try to just promote dialogue and promote that conversation. I think that's a huge thing. And I'm going to come back to that, uh, particularly with the first topic I dealt with. Probably one of the more controversial topics. Actually, I dealt with a lot of controversial topics, which for me was fun because I really like the idea of showing the world and showing friends that, uh, one, you can have uh, intelligent Open conversations on social media that are respectful, uh, but I think the key is that they have to be carefully moderated, and that's just that's just what I do. Um, it was a great conversation. The first conversation we got into was, "Do you like Pope Francis? Uh, do you think he's the greatest or the worst?" and there, of course, right now, I would say of all the popes, well, maybe not all the popes, uh, you know, maybe I'm just at a time where I'm a little bit older, so I'm a little bit aware more of the kind of conversations within the inner circle of, of the Catholic Church uh, or the conversations uh, among Catholic speakers, Catholic media. Um, maybe I wasn't as aware of it with Pope Benedict because I really wasn't in social media as much. So it's clear that there are you know, multiple takes on Pope Francis. Um, You know, what I saw in the discussion was I saw two trends. Um, One quote I want to take from people who liked Pope Francis is, I love and trust Pope Francis. Uh, He's chosen by Jesus. And I want to come back to that. So I'm actually going to structure this similar to the Summa Theologica. I'm going to highlight a few um, perspectives of different people in the group. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back and respond. So there was one that I love and trust Pope Francis. He's chosen by Jesus. Let me pull up up the group real quick. So another one that was kind of interesting was the folks who disagreed. And I'm going to just highlight one of the comments of folks who disagreed with Pope Francis uh, pulling it up. I probably should have had this prepped before, but that's all right. That's kind of what I love about this spontaneous format. You guys just get a sense of my spontaneity, which is, you know, might drive some folks crazy, but... I think my audience tends to appreciate it. So so we had one comment, and I'm, I'm going to try to keep people anonymous in the group, but in the person comment, I'm so torn. Sometimes I like what he says, does rights, et cetera, and sometimes I think he's too liberal. I have friends who think he's the greatest ever. I respectfully disagree. And I have friends that think he's a complete heretic and practically writhe on the floor at the sound of his name. Well that may seem dramatic and polarizing, but it's a fairly accurate representative. And there were there were other comments that were of a similar nature, the folks who, who kind of disagreed with with Pope Francis. So what I want to kind of get into is, you know, similar to the Summa. So I highlighted some of the perspectives from the the the, the Facebook group is I want to get into my own opinion. Now first, I do actually believe that there's some truth, whether whether Pope Francis is always accurate or whether you like him, that he's chosen by Jesus. So, I think this is something that we could kind of flesh out. As I've prayed about it and reflect on it, I have come to believe that the Holy Spirit always operates through the visible structures of the Catholic Church, even when a particular leader is flawed. So, in my own context as a diocesan priest, I owe obedience to my bishop. And, and it's not because my bishop is perfect, um, it's not because it doesn't even when I when I make that promise, it doesn't even apply that he's always right. But there's a certain reverence that I should have for him. Now, of course, as Americans, we hate this notion. Um, and for good reasons, because we 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 don't want to live in a tyranny. And we're, we're against that. But I think it's a little bit deeper than that. I'm going to keep coming back to this. But the, the first premise I would say in responding is that the Holy Spirit always operates through the visible structures of the Catholic Church, through the Pope in communion with the bishops, even if, per chance, Pope Francis' theology is not what it should be. Now, I, I think time will tell on that. Um, I don't think we, we really know for certain, but it always operates through the visible structures of the Church. Second point, that being said, and this is where I would agree with some of the critics, I believe an important part of being a part of any organization and being a part, and I think maybe this is where my a little bit of American side comes out, we owe it to our superiors. We owe it to those in power to offer feedback. Um, this is a principle I try to apply consistently as a leader. Um, one of the, the challenges for me is, is often I don't get feedback the way I would like it, but that's part of my growing process is you very rarely do you get feedback the way you want it. A leader should always be looking for feedback. It it helps to sharpen ideas. So even let's say Pope Francis is with um, with um, Amoris Laetitiae, with some of his uh, teachings on that. Let's just say, for example, that he's on the right path. That he he's leading us towards an authentic development in the Catholic Church. That doesn't mean he's completely formulated it correctly. First of all, maybe there's some wiggle room. Maybe there's some area where it needs to be challenged. Ideas need to be challenged to grow. Um, so I, I think that th- that can be healthy. He, and if he's incorrect, I think it, it helps to kind of bolster. I, I I've less and less do I believe in an organization and a church where everybody gets along all the time and everybody agrees all the time. I, I don't think that's a healthy organization, and I don't think that's a healthy church. In fact, I know in the United States, I would say precisely because there's such strong disagreements and the pursuit of theology is actually important and vital that we, we we debate these ideas, that we have these conversations. I think that's a sign of a healthy church. And I do believe we're primed for growth in the United States in the coming years, hopefully. Um, so, so there's that sense of respectfully disagreeing. But that being said, one of the things I think that is a problematic trend is we owe a certain reverence to authority. This is something as Americans that we have a very hard time with. Uh, it's one thing to disagree with the president. It's one thing to disagree with the pope or any authority figure. It's another thing to make fun of them or to belittle them or to do to undercut them in a way that's that's inauthentic. Um, I, I think it's a mature, respectful thing when you disagree with somebody, to state why you disagree, but not to make fun of them or to mock them. And to be honest with you, I, it's interesting. I, I don't know why this isn't something... That's more front and center for Catholics in the United States, uh, maybe even Catholic worldwide. I mean, I've seen it with other disagreements. The tendency to mock and the tendency to criticize. I know it can be an effective means of trying to rally those who agree with you. Um, I mean, and I like a little humor myself, but I think generally speaking, it, it's the 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 way I've seen it play out with Pope Francis and in other situations. It's profoundly disrespectful. So so my f- response to the first group, I love and trust Pope Francis, chosen by Jesus. What I would say to them, now kind of responding, following the structure of the Summa. Uh, so you state the positions of those in the group. That that's what I'm doing. Give my own take on things. And now I'm going to respond to the different positions. I would challenge those folks who love Pope Francis and agree with him to really hear out people who disagree with him. I mean, of course, people who disagree with Francis should do the same. But I, I think this is one of the things. I'm actually surprised. There's many people in this world who will talk up and down about dialogue and conversation, and they will be the first to shy away from disagreements or uncomfortable conversations. And sometimes they'll do it because they say, "Well, you're getting upset." Well, that's a part of disagreement. You know, that, there's nothing wrong with getting upset. There's nothing wrong with showing a little emotion. Um, you know, you should be willing to endure that a little bit and and really hear people out. Um, I know I have to do it in my job a lot. You know, very rarely when people come to me with disagreements, are they super calm and relaxed? And that doesn't mean they're wrong. I, I think that sometimes when somebody sees a lot of anger or a lot of vitriol, they say, "Oh, this person is irrational. They're completely uh, stupid." I think that's a bad policy. I think that's a very closed-minded view to have. Now, to the folks who vehemently disagree with Pope Francis, we do need to check that. We need to have a respect for our Pope, and we really need to have a love for him, which I said before. You know, I think that's an important thing, to have a, a love and devotion for our leaders, uh, to, to really respect them. That's the, tied with the idea of piety, and it's really tied with the respect for our parents, Honor your father and mother. And I often, when I'm doing examination of conscience for folks, I ask them, you know, do do you respect authority? So, oh, the recording kind of cut out there. So this has kind of been the first foray into kind of this format where I uh, go into the... Um, Oh, I just got a text message. Um, so, but this is where I kind of get into. I'm going to get into this in the next few podcasts. But this has been the Art of Living Well podcast. You can join us on the Facebook group, the Art of Living Well discussion. Um, you know, please subscribe and give a ratings. I really appreciate those folks who have done so so far. It's great having you be a part of uh, the team and just supporting us. So, this has been the Art of Living Well podcast. Father Ian, have a good day. God bless.